Today on Lockdown Red Wings, we're going to recap the end of the season press conference that Steve Eiserman held and then maybe get to the final game of the year recap. We'll see what we got time for. But Steve Eiserman comes first. You're locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I think we're too deep in it now for me to retake that, so we're just going to keep on rolling. <laughs> but it was Steve just so comes, comes first. first, as he should. As y'all know by now, when when that intro video plays, y'all can't see us, but but Brian can see me. And the whole time, I was like, "Really? Like Steve Eiserman comes first? Really, dog?" I'll restart it. Don't test me. I'll start. I'll oh, I know you will. I know you will. Trust me. I'm used to that. I'm tempted. Don't. No, it's funny. Um, my my hands going over to end recording. <laughs> no, what, what are we doing? No, no, no. We're having fun. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Um, Scotty also hosts over at Lockdown Tigers. He had a much uh, well-deserved day off from covering the Tigers. Jeez. Yeah. uh, No, I'm doing a crossover with Lockdown Pirates for tomorrow's show, which is fun. Ethan Ethan Smith is actually his name. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) For those who are uh, are long-tenured Lockdown Red Wings listeners. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, Ethan, super cool guy, and and um, we have a two-game series against Pittsburgh coming up, so we kind of just compare and contrast where the teams are both at. So far this season, we have a lot of similar problems, um, and I think very different expectations going forward. And take a you know, Scoobles pitching, so we take a look at the series itself and all of that. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, so that's Locked On Tigers. Go make sure you listen to Scotty over there. He is a one-man wrecking crew, as they would say. Uh, as but they do. As they as they often say. I've heard maybe half dozen people call you that. So, I mean, I just assume <laughs> that that's, uh, that's your nickname, one-man wrecking crew. Of course, um, of course. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, here over at Locked On Red Wings. Steve Eiserman. Steve Eiserman comes. comes first. He comes first. Uh, he held his end of the season press conference today uh, or yesterday by the time you were listening to this. And as you would imagine, a lot of the questions were revolving around the recent coaching changes, but you got also questions uh, regarding prospects, offseason moves, um, things of that nature. And I guess the first and, f- first and foremost, Scotty, I guess I want to ask you really what your main takeaway you think was from this press conference and how you feel about this team. Uh, I, I mean, I think that Steve Iserman is definitely still Steve Iserman. Like a lot of the questions sure. that were asked, right? Like a lot of the questions that were asked, um, he was, he has this fascinating way of answering questions where he's like, really candid but not open like he finds he walks this line so well of like being very straightforward but also not actually telling you anything like it's remarkable it's honestly an an unbelievably impressive skill um and, and so i think like we we did learn a little bit um i i really 
honing in, I'm sure we'll get up to the questions about kind of like what he's looking for in a head coach. Like people kept wanting to ask that, that kind of stuff. Um, rightfully so makes sense. Um, but, but I think the, the biggest thing for this team going forward was just that Steve wants to win. That's the vibe I got. I don't think that this is any more of like, we're actively, we talked about it the last couple of weeks and especially yesterday, but like, I, I don't think the we're trying to lose days are here anymore. I, I got the impression that, I mean, when he talked about Edvinson, when he talked about, you know, was asked about moves for the off season, I get the impression that, that he is trying to build the team and actively make it better and compete next year. No, I absolutely agree. I mean, going back to your point on how he just says everything, but nothing at the same time, it's because he's so he always takes a good couple moments to formulate how he wants to phrase things. So he's very it's because he's so articulate in the way he says nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very careful and well spoken about not giving you any answers that you can kind of run away with. And of course, our jobs as entertainers is to now take what little information he did give us and run away with it and and make definitives. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. But <laughs> You know, they asked a lot of questions about the, the, the Jeff Blaschel stuff, and I tried my best to take some notes here, but, you know, I'm, I, I was never known in school for my note-taking. Um, I certainly wasn't. For sure. The, the thing that's most interesting to me is that they asked them about the assistant coaches they let go and the assistant coaches they didn't let go. And they kept on Alex Tange, and they kept on Scarpacci, I believe, is the, the how you pronounce the last name of the video coach. Alex Tange is the one that interests me the most. I mean, he is the one on-the-bench assistant coach that did not get let go in, in this from this team. And he's obviously the newest addition as he came in this offseason. And this leads me... Nothing that he said led me to this conclusion, but the fact that he's still on the team, and he was a special teams coach, and the power play and power penalty kill were awful. But the fact that he's still on this, I don't say roster, coaching staff is the right word. I, I guess maybe this is a better question for when we get to that episode, but does that mean that maybe he's a candidate? Alex Tenge having plenty of you know former NHL player, has coaching experience in other organizations. Is he perhaps that a, a coaching candidate, not the coaching candidate, but a coaching candidate for the Red Wings going forward, in, in your opinion, not that we're experts by any stretch of the imagination. No, I, I think he is. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that that means he's likely to get the job or the favorite. Um, but, I, I mean, hell, they're going to get 20 applications from dudes. You know what I mean? They're, they're going to have a ton of people throw their hat in that ring. Um, and he, I fully expect... Tangay to, to be in that and and um it's just it, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because la- when we brought him in I, I remember Nolan and I being really big fans and at the beginning of the season people were fans because we started off hot and the, po- the special teams looked like it had taken a step forward yeah I remember and talking it, about it with you right and then it really took a step back in a big way uh so it'll be interesting to see how that's handled but I mean as far as just like, is he going to throw his hat in the ring? Yeah, I mean, absolutely he is. I, we see organizations keep it in-house all the time. And uh, while I, I don't think that's what will happen, I don't even think it's cl- even relatively close to the most likely scenario, he'll definitely get considered without a doubt. 
Well, and, and when he talked about like the main reasons why he made the decision that to let Blashill go, um, he spoke about the fact that, and he was very careful in in the wording that he used, because he 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 stopped himself short of saying like the team plateaued. That's what he was like. He's like, I don't want to use the term plateaued, but then he went on to use the term regressed, as in he saw the team and we saw it as well. He had seen the team as t- had taking a step forward. I for think regressing step. is worse than plateauing. It, I agree. Because <laughs> pr- plateauing means that, that it just stopped. Right, you just they, leveled they, off, and you're just like, okay, this is the peak that we're going to be able to get out of a Blashill team. We're going to move on. Regressing is, I mean, that's... You, they, I mean, they, you we, know, we know what we saw. And then you, you, you actively got worse the rest of the year, and uh, that's obviously you know, clearly worse than, than a team that just plateaued. I don't think either result in Blashill being behind the bench next year though. Yeah. But he also said something that really caught my ear, ear, I guess caught my eye. wouldn't be correct because he's talking. So I guess caught my attention. There we go. That's how you use words, Brian. Caught my ear. Uh, (laughs) He said that he has reflected a, a lot on these decisions the last two weeks. And that caught my attention because I interpret it as one of two ways. Either he, he reflected on his decision to fire Jeff Blaschel the last two weeks a lot, which means that, as we had speculated, this is a decision that was made a long time ago. But he also, after that, followed up with talking about the extension. And so I thought maybe he was reflecting on Jeff Blaschel's extension and this extra year as a whole a lot the last two weeks. So it's definitely interesting to see because we talked a lot and speculated a lot yesterday on why these things happened. And obviously, you know, based on the timeline of events, we can make the conclusion that this is probably how these things happened. But it's it is a little, I guess, validating to know that things that Eiserman said are things that you know everyone was seeing. Like Eiserman was seeing what we were seeing and what we were talking about. Not us as you know podcasters, but us as the fan base. You know, as a whole. You know, the regression, the the deci- the quick decision making on it. Um, on top of the fact that uh, he even he even went as far as saying. You know, I don't. I think it's unfair to judge Jeff Blashill based on his wins and losses because this team, you know, he was put in a really tough situation, which I thought was a wonderful thing to say. Because again, we talked a lot yesterday about how Blashill gets a lot of fervent hate. I, I unfortunately is the word I'm going to use here on Twitter, on all social media, because of how poor the team played under his tenure. But I, I really appreciate Eisman, and he is going to, as general manager, should point out that like, well, this team, you know, didn't have the great personnel, as he said it, the best personnel in his tenure. So I, I, I really, it was really nice to see Eisman reiterate a lot of our thoughts on that matter. No, for sure. The, the, the validation between that, not only, like you said, not only with us, but with the fan base is really nice. So um, I'm, uh, I, I think he handled all the questions fielded about Blashill really, really well. Yeah. Um, I do got to talk to you guys today about, athletic greens um it's a product that scotty i know you've been using quite often i know Tarek scoobal uses it and i listen to another podcast that uses it a lot in the always sunny podcast love that podcast love always sunny um and glenn howerton you know the guy who plays dennis is using it all the time so it is it is a quickly growing uh you know daily supplement pills a powder you mix into your water um so what is the stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, 
whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery focus, all the things. And I don't have a banner for Athletic Greens. I was about to put it up before Scotty said anything, but I'm out of luck. I brother. You missed it. Did you? Yeah, right when you started the ad, you said, I have to tell you about, and I said, a banner. Oh, I totally missed it. <laughs> you were in the um, right. Well, Athletic Greens, in the meantime, before while I type up this banner for, you know, day's future, um, I don't know what I'm saying. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes, Tarek Skubal being one of those, trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Whew. That a boy. I'm so awkward sometimes, man. <laughs> just, it, it's no, just not. part of my charm. <laughs> well, it's like they say, you know, it's only awkward if you make it awkward. Yeah. Did I make it awkward? No, honestly, <laughs> I've always found that one of the, like, one of the, uh, like, biggest ways to combat like awkwardness is to just like admit that something's awkward then it's a lot less awkward really that goes against the conventional wisdom of the awkwardness philosophy yeah like i i i i mean that's i don't know in my experience maybe i'm just different like that but oh you are built different we know that <laughs> one man army one man wrecking crew sorry that's what it is one man wrecking crew Steve Eiserman comes first, though. Steve Eiserman comes first, though. And that's who we're talking about on today's episode of Lockdown Red Wings. Um, as he had his end of the season pro scheme presser, we talked a lot about his, you know, Jeff Blaschel comments, kind of just reiterated a lot what we as Lockdown Red Wings hosts were feeling, but also a lot what people on Twitter and social media were feeling, I would say. I wouldn't say that because there are a lot of people who just are blindly like, oh my God, he's gone. Thank goodness. But you know, a lot of the beat writers, I would say, are, are, are reflecting upon his after his departure. Um, I did want to talk to they asked him a lot about, you know, offseason moves. They said uh, I asked him about the timeline to getting a new head coach, though. And he did say, you know, between draft and free agency would be great because he said that, you know, once the draft happens, then you're right into free agency. So you kind of want to have that established. But he said, obviously, that doesn't mean that's a guarantee. So I'm not going to go say definitively that we're going to have a new head coach by then. But it is like he did kind of hint at his little timeline. He says, like, I'd rather get a head coach like sooner rather than later. I don't want to wait until close to training camp is basically 
my interpretation of the little, the, the little, the little blurbs he lets out, you know, the little, the little peaks behind the curtain. He does give you. No, I agree. I, and, and I think that that makes sense. You know, like, I got, I don't want to, I don't think you want to go, you know, past the draft, past free agency, you know, deep into the dog days of the off season. And, and, you know, you're starting to pick up again for next year without, um, without uh, um, your entire coaching staff in place. Yeah, and they asked him a lot about the prospects on this roster as well. Um, the first one they people asked him about was uh, Jonathan Bergeron. Obviously, we talked uh, with Andrew Rinaldi last week about him and how the fantastic season and fa- fantastic season he had with the Griffins and the ma- uh, major step forward that he took. And uh, they asked him if they thought he would be NHL ready. And, you know, in typical Steve Eisman fashion, didn't really reveal a lot about how he was feeling. But he did say, you know, you know, last offseason, we talked to him, at, told him what we thought we wanted him to improve on. And then this season, the Griffins, he took that and ran. Like, he improved on it a ton. So, yeah, next offseason or next training camp, he will have an opportunity to make the roster, but can't guarantee that it'll happen. He said everyone advances at their own, you know, different rate said they were pretty confident Sider would make the NHL roster, but didn't know the impact he would have. They didn't know Lucas Raymond. And he said this, he didn't, they didn't know Lucas Raymond was going to be as good as he was, especially with as limited SHL time as he had before coming over to North America. So he's like, everyone advances at a different rate, but yeah, he's going to get a, a shot, but he went a little bit further. I would argue when talking about Simon Edvinson, uh, they asked him of course about him and he kind of, he kind of gushed a little bit, you know, talking about his size his he strength, did, man. He and, really, he really did. He sounded like he was talking about a crush he had. Yeah, and uh, he talked about like comparables to Sire, and he, he was like, uh, he's like, they're different players. They play slightly different styles, but he's like, you can't help but compare them, but compare him to Moritz Sider uh, when when you're looking at what he accomplished this season and how much he's grown. And he he said he stopped short again. He stopped short again of saying probable of making the NHL roster next year. But like just by the, the the body language, and again, we have to speculate so much because he gives gives you so very little. But just on the amount that he spoke, of, how highly he spoke of Edvinson, it leads you to believe that you know Edvinson above all other prospects right now have a better chance of making the NHL roster than the other you know what you would I guess say are the blue chips blue chip blue chip prospects in the Red Wings organization. Yeah, for sure. I it was it was very it was very fun to hear him talk about it because you could tell that he was like oozing with excitement. Like you could just tell that he as was much, like really pumped about Edvinson. As much excitement as he is, he's willing to show in right. any given press conference. Right, exactly. That's he, why he was he's very so good, clearly though. like a big fan. Um, and it is. I mean, honestly, at the, after that, and this might be like me way jumping the gun and getting like way too ahead of myself, but e- just after those comments, like I'm pretty confident he's going to be on in Detroit on opening night. Me like, too. I, like I and and I will openly admit that a lot of that that confidence I have in that prediction pretty much entirely came from the press conference on Monday. Like I, I we talked about it a week ago. We were like, yeah, like you know. 50-50 shot, like maybe, you know, it might be a Raymond thing where he has to like look really good to get in or maybe if there's an injury or something. But like, you know, maybe, maybe not. After, the, like just hearing him talk about it and like show Steve Eiserman levels of enthusiasm towards something, I'm like, all right. Like he's he's pretty much penciled in. That, that dude's playing in Detroit uh, on opening night this fall. 
I feel the same way, especially when he goes on to talk about the, the changes that are going to be happening. And of course, never says anything really of, of any like real weight or merit. But, you know, he did say, obviously, he said there will be changes to this roster. And, you know, they talked a lot about the defense side of things, especially um, about the, the personnel that was on the team. Um, again, no names were given, no, like, no specifics. But he said, you know, I have a list of free agents. And he's like, does that mean I'm going to get all those free agents? No, because there are other teams, you know, competing for these players. But I have a list of free agents that I want to bring in. And obviously, we have a lot of prospects that are trying to make, you know, make it in. And so this, the, you know, the roster next year will look different is, you know, what I had taken away from the comments that he made. And obvious, that's an obvious no dust statement. Of course, the roster will look different, but it has an air to it. Like the fact that he says, and he didn't even say what kind of pro, the free agency he had, but the fact that he's like, I have a plan. I have a list of players right. X, Y, Z that I'm trying to, I'm going to try and attract to Detroit makes me furthers my belief that, okay, yeah. This is going to be another one of those step forward off seasons for the team. Obviously, with getting a new coach, that's going to be a huge culture shift for the team. Um, hopefully, get a coach that can get more out of the players. But hopefully, this off season with guys like I don't know Johnny Goudreau in free agency, possibly because they're in the playoffs and he's a hundred point player, and they have not signed him to an extension yet. That is not a player you want to have to hit free agency. And obviously, there's going to be time. Or they're going to be able to hit, you know, before free agency to you make that figure that out. But uh, man, oh man, oh man, do I uh, ever want me a, a Johnny Goudreau on this hockey team? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Same. So, yeah, man, is he I'm looking at it right now? Yeah, he's a UFA. As of 2022, 2023. So let's let's go, man. I'm. This is last year, 2021, 2022 season. He's making six point seven five million dollars. Uh, they're gonna try everything in their power to keep him on board. But that's getting on a whole different topic. We'll save that for our yeah, free we'll agent. Have, I'm sure we'll have plenty of off season moves, free agency trade, all kind of shows and stuff. And, and you know what? That'll be that could be a huge jumping the gun in a rebuild type signing, but it also could be like a spark in the engine type signing too. But I I just look at all all the potential this team has in the offseason with the cap space they got and new head coach on the way and the things that Eiserman says without saying them. And I get excited, man. I really do. Me too. Me too. Uh as you guys should be getting excited for the NHL playoffs and by using betonline.net to bet on them. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. And the banner. BetOnline is your continued source. Don't have one. For your... Uh, <laughs> really? No, we did. That's my fault. For the basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season, BetOnline is your continued source. Now I think I'm repeating myself. Wagering information from live betting, the playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Um, just cleaning up some 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 of the news from the podcast or the podcast, the press conference that Steve Eisman held to end the year on. And he just talked a little bit more about other prospects as he was asked about them. He said he confirmed that they are trying to sign Soderblom to an entry level contract. Um, talked about how. He was really impressed starting with last season of the development he's taken. Um, and him and like Albert Johansson are guys that they're going to want to bring over to North America next next season. Yeah, which is 
awesome. Yeah. Right. And, and here's the thing. What you want to hear. <laughs> right. And, and there is a. It, it's just it's so nice to see the line moving, like to see to see all of the the. The kids from the SHL then come over to the A. The dudes from the A are now being talked about as as coming up, you know, and, and playing in the NHL next year. Like the, the the keeping the line moving, and then we're gonna have a draft, and we're gonna reinstate a bunch of guys overseas. You know what I mean? Like it's just seeing the the, the line move like that is honestly something I will never take for granted, absolutely like, ever again, because it's something that in the glory days of the team we make we were making the postseason every year we didn't really have that much excitement moving through the system like that and i know that it's come at the expense of success at the nhl level recently but at some point it's not like steve eiserman's that dude like at some point it's we're gonna have a successful nhl team and that talent is still gonna be moving like that from level to level and for an organization that didn't have that for so long. And honestly, for a city, like the Tigers never did it either. Nebrowski traded any every prospect away for a decade and a half. Like, it's just, it's so nice to see the the, the train moving in the, in the right direction and in a bright direction. It's just, it's really fun. To, it's to not see. even just like the fact that it's moving in the right, right direction, but it feels like it's speeding up as well. Yeah. Um, well, speeding up in the in sense of like getting closer to the NHL, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's been a rough couple years. Everyone knows that, but you know the moves made this offseason, even the ones that didn't particularly pan out, like the Nick Letty trade. I mean, you make that kind of trade because you're trying to get something of value out of a good player, and in the end, you you got that value back, and then two two NHL caliber players. So every move that he has made whether it be just a Band-Aid player um, or a, a player you're, uh, that's an investment or a project, it feels like it's a step in the right direction. And that's what's so great about <laughs> that's what's so great about rebuilds. feels like an oxymoron to say, no, but it's such, a, it's such a freeing time in that you're not necessarily constrained. I mean, you're not necessarily constrained when you have a good general manager like Steve Eisman by like a certain – you know, this player has to do this. You can try a bunch of different things out just as Steve Eiserman has and see what works. Brendan Perlini didn't work out. Eric Comrie didn't work out. But, you know, who did work out? Robbie Fabry has worked out. Sam Gagne has worked out phenomenally. I mean, if he sticks around, you know, that, that guy is, I mean, I just, I love me some Sam Gagne. Uh, Mark Stahl has worked out phenomenally for this team's development. He's not, you know, he's not a, a foundational piece. He's not a guy who's going to be sticking around for a few years like Robbie Fabry will be. But you get these guys who have been working out and they help push this organization in the right direction. You know, Dylan Larkin got named captain. Tyler Bertuzzi broke the 30-goal mark. You have a rookie that's going to win rookie of the year in Moritz Sider who has 50 points in his rookie season. He's a top 20 scorer among all defensemen in the NHL this season. Top 20 in his rookie season, that was Steve Eiserman. Lucas Raymond, that was Steve Eiserman. The pieces are finally beginning to fall into place, and I think this offseason is going to be huge with another guaranteed top 10 pick, and that's something we haven't touched upon. The Red Wings finished bottom eight in the league, the eighth worst team in the league. You finish in that, if you finish eight or worse in the league, 
you are guaranteed a top 10 pick. So the fact that you also have another top 10 pick on the way and that a new coach is going to come in and you have a crap ton of cap space with the foundational pieces you already have on the NHL roster with at least one more blue chip prospect and Simon Edison just signed to an entry level contract. I mean, this team in no short of in short, no short of words is kind of set up pretty here. Yeah, it is extremely. And I, I think that that's, uh, something that if it's not well known around the league should be I, I think most people are starting to take notice that you know the Red Wings are on the the, the up and up and and uh I'm I'm really really excited for next year man I'm really, Absolutely. really excited for next and, year. and we owe it all to Steve Eisman and what yeah, he has done as general manager and we're not there yet things could still turn south at any moment as they you know he mentions it like you can never find out about a player's trajectory, you know, like it, it could just turn south at any given moment, but it's just everything so far feels like a, a step in the right direction. And I'm getting a little bit off topic here. I've just begun to gush about Steve Eisman as general manager, <laughs> but I mean, I guess it was a good opportunity to do so at the, after he just had this press conference. Um, the, the one last thing about this press conference I want to talk about is he, he talked a little bit about Sebastian Cosa and just goaltending in general. Um, he said, Sebastian Cosa is having a phenomenal year over at Edmonton Oil Kings, something that we've talked about. He's been watching very closely his playoffs and uh, selfishly, he admitted, wants that them to go very far just for the experience. He says that Kosa being a goaltender is still years away from the NHL level, not next year and still a ways off. Um, but he also said he was very impressed by Alex and mental fortitude this season. He said it was a season full of ups and downs for him. Um, it was a little bit of goaltending, but also a little bit of the personnel in front of him. He said he was really impressed by the fact that he could go through a rut like he did and then come back out and put on some spectacular performances. He says that was the thing that impressed him the most in a hot and cold season, or not hot and cold, but like an up-and-down season for himself after the phenomenal season he had this year. The fact that he can still come out having the confidence that he does. Which is awesome. And, uh, you know, the Kosa thing, we I think we all knew that. I don't think that's really a surprise to anybody. But um, hearing hearing that about Ned is is awesome because I think there it was – it was an interesting year for him at the beginning of the year. I think we were all on board that he was going to be part of the Red Wings future between the pipes. And then there was a little bit there in the middle of the season, December, January, February ish, where that kind of went away. And people were like, I don't, we even talked about on the show. We were like, I don't know. Like, is it a discussion now to talk about like, is Ned really a long-term option at, like in in between in that and then the rest of the year uh it, it's actually pretty remarkable because even with the remainder of the year and and how poorly the defense was at times uh well at times a lot Whole of the season times, yeah um it was remarkable that the fan base went back and and swung back into okay like this dude is is part of the future in that and uh, if we can just give him a competent deep defense, like the rest of the league's going to learn. Yeah. And that's just everything that was said in today's press conference is just, again, we go back to the fact that he really didn't say anything at all, but there's just a general, and maybe this is just me interpreting it a, a specific way, maybe interpreting it in a, way, in a way to fit the way I believe fit my own personal narrative and my own personal biases. All about the narrative, baby. But I listen to that press conference and I come out feeling more confident about the direction of this team 
than I did beforehand. I mean, he also mentioned like he's not going to trade away any of the prospects unless he's getting a young talent that's going to that that is going to replace that prospect you're trading away to fit the core now. He's not going to trade it away for a veteran, he said. He's going to trade it away for a guy who's in his mid to late 20s that's established if they're going to trade away anyone, which he says he's not looking to do. So it's just like he said all the right things without saying anything at all. I don't know. I know I've said that a thousand times, but it's just like he's just so damn good at it. And I don't want to sound like I'm just fanboying, but it's hard not to. When you look at the things that he's done in Tampa and you look at the things that he's building here in Detroit, you just have this faith in this general manager that I don't know if anyone else has ever had in a general manager in any sport before. I don't, I can't think of anyone that's had that kind of just blind faith in their general manager that the Red Wings fans do. And hopefully we don't get burned, but right now it doesn't look like we're going to be. I sure as heck don't think we're going to be. Yeah. Anyway, I said my piece. We again didn't get to the final game recap, but hey, more I'm telling you, we got to do it the first. night before opening night. This yeah. fall. <laughs> I mean, guys, the, the thing about the final game, we, we will talk about it when we get the opportunity, but the, there, it's more about the moments in that game we want to talk about and the, the achievements earned by certain players in the game itself because it was the final game of the season in which the team was eliminated from the playoff a month ago. So... We'll get to it when there's less pressing matters, but I think Jeff Blaschel and Steve Eiserman kind of uh, come first in this regards. Steve Eiserman comes first. He comes first. He comes first. Oh boy, I didn't. We didn't. We didn't end that recording. So that's just the cold open at this point. We're Good. rolling with it. Should be. And it is. So it be. So it be. Any final thoughts, man? Um. I don't think so. We ball, Trust man. the eyes are playing. We ball. Yeah. Thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. I, I honestly forgot about it this time. <laughs> that time it honestly caught me off guard. Now make your second listen Lockdown NHL from first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss. Lockdown NHL covers the, the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest in news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow as we just continue to begin our off season and recapping the season, I think is where we're at so far. Uh, same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. Ridiculous. <laughs>